I am a notoriously unlucky person. I don't gamble because when I gamble, I always lose big. Uh, I don't win contests. I've had some waves of really bad luck in my life. 15 years ago, one particularly horrible, probably the worst wave of bad luck I've ever had. I, I was fired after coming home from tour with my band and my friends who I run a record label with, they all let me stay on a couch. It was in a warehouse in the city. A couple weeks later, I was dumped on Valentine's Day and while leaving my girlfriend's house and heading home, I got robbed at gunpoint. So it was a pretty bad day. I thought it couldn't get any worse. And then I went and I opened the door of the warehouse space. A sewage line had broke. My belongings were covered in filth. So <laughs> I was like, I can't, I can't be here. I just have to get out of here. And I went to the communal space in the warehouse and uh, I saw this strange package that had just been delivered. I picked it up and I looked at the name and it wasn't anybody who lived there. I knew that there were had been a lot of people who lived there over the years, so maybe it was somebody that used to live there. I looked at the address, and the address wasn't the address that I was at. It was a different address. The next day, I picked it up and I gave it back to the postman. A few days later, it came back. So at this point, it stayed around there for a few weeks. People would come home drunk from shows and stuff and kicking it around like a football just for fun. And, and I remember a few times people kicking it so hard that it started to split. It was just beaten. So here I am, no job, no girlfriend, a lot of time on my hands. I look at the address. I'm like, that's just a street over. I'm going to go put this in the mailbox of whoever's house that it belongs at. I'm walking down the street. I, I don't see the numbers. I, the street ends, and it turns out this address just doesn't exist. So now I know why the postman was confused. I bring it back. I toss it back into the pile of mail. <laughs> and one day I see it laying in the hallway by itself all dusty and beaten. I'm just going to open it. I went over, I picked it up, and I opened it. And inside was this magazine that was in a different language, and the edges of the magazine were stapled shut. It was bulging, too. The magazine was holding something inside of it. It felt like a T-shirt when I squeezed it. I cracked the top staples, and I saw a bunch of purple gift paper. I parted that paper, and there was a huge stack of money. I think I said, like, whoa, whoa. My friend who was working on the computer for, like, the record label in the back room heard me making this noise. I think he just sensed an urgency, grabs his keys and goes, come on, dude, let's go. What? What are you talking about, man? This is stupid. This is crazy. He goes and parks at a park. He cranks his seat back and kind of hunches over, grabs the envelope from me takes the whole stack of money out and he starts counting it on the floor underneath the steering wheel. I think every thousand he'd count, he'd, he'd say like 2,000, 3,000. There's $10,000 in it. I'm frozen. So much is going through my mind. I made a decision. I said, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep this money. There's the fear. Somebody's got to come for me. But I thought immediately right there, I was like, you know what? If you spend it, if you give this to people, you pay off your debts if you put these records out, it will be gone. First thing I did, I looked over to my friend. I was like, I owe you money. He said, yeah. I said, how much? Take that and take 500 more. Let's just do this. Takes it and gives me back the envelope. He's like, what do you want to do now, dude? You just found $10,000. Go to the record store. So I went to the record store. I went and bought 200 records, paid a bunch of debts to a bunch of people who had been helping me. 
The next thing I did was put the money aside to put out four records for our record label. And I feel like that put so much steam behind us, it helped us carve even who we are today, put our mark on the world, if you will. Before I know it, $10,000 that wasn't mine had been spent in less than a week. So a few months later, my friends and I were sitting on the stoop of the warehouse, and this English guy comes up on a bicycle with one handlebar. He's wearing a, a tweed jacket, and he stops, and he's very whimsical. And he says, uh, hi, my name is Blue. I conceived my seventh child on the middle stone at Stonehenge, and I'm an empath. I'm a seer, a bit of a psychic, he says. And uh, he starts giving readings to a few of us that were sitting there. He was pretty spot on. He got to me and he said, you're the dreamer. You're a bright and loving man with a dark cloud that follows you. Uh, and you recently had good fortune. And a bunch of my friends kind of laugh. He says, I'm on my way to gamble. And uh, a friend of mine recently had a bunch of money go missing. And all the blood fell from my face. And I was like, that's a shame that that happened. He says, well, if you hear anything about it, I hang out at that card house down the block. And he, he rode his bicycle off. So he leaves, and now I have this idea in my head that I know where this money came from. I had a lot of fear, like, you know, somebody was going to come break my legs. I'm telling the story now, and I kind of still have that fear. But I, I, I feel like it changed everything. I mean, that money, it changed my life in the best possible way. It could even be said that it, it saved me and made me who I am. I know people win the lottery, but nobody finds a bag full of money. It actually happened to me. I'm, uh, I'm not always that unlucky. When I'm low and feeling unimportant And all my money's gone I remember that I still know somebody Who knows somebody who brushed past somebody Who knows somebody who could call somebody Who cut off somebody Who could get me in touch with the president Corbett continues to tour the U.S. with his band, Bobby Joy Bola. That was their music you just heard. You can hear more of it and watch their videos that the mysterious package helped pay for at snapjudgment.org. That piece was produced by Jamie DeWolf and Mark Ristich. You are listening to Snap Judgment, and to hear more stories, visit snapjudgment.org.